This episode of Craft Sanity is sponsored by Violette Clark, author of Journal Bliss, Creative Prompts to Unleash Your Inner Eccentric. In Journal Bliss, Violette shares her illustration spots, doodles, and soul-searching prompts designed to inspire you to begin your own visual journey. Visit violette.ca to get a copy of the book and read Violette's blog. This episode is also sponsored by solohandmade.etsy.com. This is a collection of pretty handmade items for baby, little ones, and grown-ups created with practicality and simplicity in mind. All the items are made with unique and beautiful fabric purchased from independent sellers. Check out Carrie Ann O'Reilly's creations at solohandmade.etsy.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 97 of the Craft Sanity Podcast. Uh, We're going to do things a little bit differently today. I have a kind of a guest. What are you calling yourself? You're kind of reining me in this week. What are you, what are you doing? What are you here for? Co-host. Oh, you're the co-host. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. My husband is becoming the co-host. Yeah. He pitched this idea to me uh, last week and I'm going to give him a chance. We'll see how he does. I suddenly feel kind of threatened my position here. Uh, perhaps I will be pushed completely out. Are you going to do the next interview? You've done 96 terrific episodes, <laughs> but now it's time to kind of change up the format. We're going to talk about professional wrestling. We're going to talk about uh, guns. Okay, I would not be interested in any of those topics. Why are you having me on as a co-host? You kind of forced your way on. Since you're the technical power behind the show, I figured I'd give you a chance. And that clicking on the on the floor of our kitchen here is uh, Juna, so um, she hopefully will be okay. This week, I am going to bring you an interview that I did back in April. I went to the Chalk Flood, and those of you who follow CraftSanity.com will know that there's a young man, a college student here in town named Rob Bliss, who has been using Facebook to get people assembled in public to do different you know, what would you call it? It's kind of performance art, I guess is what you would call it. Urban experiments. Oh, yes. Urban experiments. See, I, I am glad you're here. So he invited people to come down to downtown Grand Rapids here in West Michigan and passed out free chalk. I think he had 30,000 pieces to give away. We brought our little bucket of chalk. I took my daughters, Abby and Amelia, who are three and five, and... We went down and just drew on the sidewalk like everybody else. And there are thousands of people who came down. It's a little bit different than, you know, a normal Craft Sanity interview. And this one was actually quite short because I caught Rob on his way to class. So we did a real brief interview. But I wanted you guys to kind of get a sense of what he's doing and how he's using the Internet to mobilize people. I would like to see an apron, urban experiment, and probably some other public displays of crafting so I think that we can all learn a thing or two from Rob Bliss. Uh, anything else that I should let them know about you go him? go to com. We'll have links showing lots of photos and stories and videos of what it was like. He's also done other urban experiments that involved zombies and the Santa zombie Claus. Um, yeah. Pillow fights. And he's kind of made himself a big name here in Grand Rapids. And he's in just a short a amount co- of time. He's yeah. just a college student, and he's done some amazing things. He's kind of made Grand Rapids cool. Grand Rapids has a, has a reputation either of... A scary place, which it's not, or uh, it's had a reputation as a boring place. So this is kind of. Did you it. really grow up thinking Grand Rapids was boring? Uh, no, I was a scary because. Oh yeah, you were in Hastings. Yeah, scary. Where people think they need a gun to come downtown or something. Yes. <laughs> That's crazy. But anyway, okay, we won't knock Hastings too much in this episode. Jennifer, I can't wait to hear this interview. 
I think the intro might be longer than the... That's why I edited it. Okay. All right. Well, here we go. Let's get to that chat with Rob. So how did the urban experiments get started? Got started one day when I was thinking of some really cool events that I possibly wanted to pull off in Grand Rapids. Um, I was inspired because I really wanted to do something, do and pull off these events because they were events that I really wanted to see in Grand Rapids but I didn't see anyone that was doing them or hosting them, so I created them, um, in part at least, um, so I could attend them if that makes sense. First one that you did, was that the Santa Claus event? No, first one I did was the Pillow Fight. Okay, the Pillow Fight, okay. So, um, and when was that? That was in September of 08. What did you ask people to do? Um, I asked for everyone to get together and have a massive Pillow Fight, and about a thousand-ish people showed up, um, for a good 15 minutes, and then we immediately dispersed. And so that was the agreement that you kind of had, that people would come, we have a a short pillow fight, and then everyone go home safely. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I remember that was, I didn't get to go to that one, but I I heard some great things about it, and that's not too bad to get that kind of attendance at your first event. Yeah, um, I was pretty surprised. It really, um, it was pretty crazy. I, I, I personally invited maybe 120 friends, and at the end of, um, the whole process, like 12,000 people had been invited, so I was really surprised by that. And you're using Facebook to get the yep. word out. And then after you did that event, what did you do next? Um, then I did a zombie walk where everyone dressed like zombies and acted like them and walked around downtown that had an estimated attendance of four to 5,000 people. Which is pretty impressive to see in Grand Rapids uh, that many zombies in one place. Uh, <laughs> it was very ridiculous, yeah. <laughs> and then from there, what, what, did you, what was your next event? And then I did the Santa Claus event in December where I asked everyone to dress like Santa Claus and bring candy downtown and hand it out to anyone who was downtown at the time. Okay, and you did that one right before Christmas? Yep. Yeah, and how many people attended that event? Much less. That was like 60 people. Um, yeah, I, I've, I quickly realized that people don't like outdoor events in the winter in Michigan. It was extremely <laughs> freezing day. Yeah, people kind of hibernate during the winter here. So, um, but that's still quite a bit. That's a, quite a few Santa Clauses though. <laughs> so, did you did you dress up as well? I did. Okay, so you participate in these things each time. Okay. Yeah, and then I know just. Um, Last weekend, you had the chalk flood in, in Grand Rapids, and um, so tell me a little bit about that. What was the inspiration for the chalk flood? That one was probably my favorite event I'm yet to do. Um, I actually had that idea way back in September when I did that pillow fight and had been planning on doing it for a long, long time. And the inspiration just came from thinking about the springtime and what happens in spring and the colorfulness of spring and what's colorful sidewalk chalk, how can I do anything with sidewalk chalk? Yes, I could give away all this chalk and then invite people to color. So that was sort of the how it developed in my mind, I guess. Okay, and you use Facebook once again to invite people. And I know you had local media coverage. I know the press did a story, and you know, so word spread through the media as well. And uh, how many people did you get at that event? It was really difficult to tell because they were so spread out. Because that was the point. But um, my department of special events guy estimated 5,000 people. Oh, wow. And I am imagining that people, some people came. It was like from noon till, were you guys out there till 5? Yeah, actually, it went actually more to 6. Did you get to draw, too, or were you mostly organizing this time? I did a little bit, but um, for the most part, I had to do a lot of stuff behind tables and stuff and work on 
getting the chalk out and selling t-shirts and talking to the DJs and doing interviews and stuff like that. Yeah, well, you had, um, th- was it 30,000 pieces of chalk? Yeah. Yeah, now, was that donated? I mean, you've been able to kind of get people to come on board with these programs, which is pretty impressive. So did you get 30,000 pieces donated to you? Yes, um, they were donated by Grand Rapids Community College, Kendall Art College, uh, the UICA, um, and the downtown alliance wow and did you go through all the chalk or do you have some left for another chalk event we still have about five to ten thousand pieces left oh wow for next year that's awesome well i know that um you know for me it was wonderful to see so many people from different walks of life i mean everyone from parents with their kids to professional artists were out there you know kind of claiming a piece of the pavement and some of their pictures overlapped and it was really wonderful to see what is it like for you to watch all these people coming and taking you up on your your offer to have a good time downtown pretty inspiring um it's a really good feeling like i said that was Probably, well, that was actually probably the best day, one of the best days of my life, I would say, was that day. Um, it was just, uh, it was really nice to see people of such all ages. Um, I constantly hear people talking about how they never come downtown, and they came downtown for this, which was really cool and inspiring, because that needs to happen more, and I really want to see more development of the downtown Grand Rapids area. I feel really connected to it, and I uh, look forward to its progress. So yeah, it's good to see people choosing to come downtown and seeing a better image of it than they may have previously thought. Well, so what is it about downtown that is bad? Because obviously you're connected, as you just said. You have a connection. Um, what kind of connection do you have? Did you come downtown a lot as a kid? Uh, I actually, no, not really. I mean, maybe a couple of shows here and there, but for the most part I just lived in the suburbs and never really did. But then in when I started college, I moved downtown. I got an apartment right next to GRCC, the Heritage Hill area. Did you have kind of a moment where you, you know, you're enrolled in college and you get this apartment? Was it just a matter of exploring the downtown and realizing, like, wow, there's some really cool stuff here? Or was it some, did, was there an event that kind of triggered for you that, man, we got to get more people down here? It was really just the idea for me um, of if I could really pull off these things. It was almost a challenge to myself. I really sat in front of the computer just about to create this event on Facebook and was like, this is really dumb. I shouldn't do this that no one's going to like this, I'm going to look really, really, really stupid. So it was sort of a challenge to myself because I had been seized that year by a sense of uh, productiveness and wanting to achieve more and get more accomplished. So I think this was, um, at least personally, for my personal reasons, it was um, a culmination of feelings of wanting to uh, do more in the city, be more involved, and to um, progress as a person, if that makes sense. No, it does make sense. It, I think you're, you're coming into this in, uh, at a, a fairly young age. Um, a lot of people, you know, will live half their life and then think, geez, I might want to kick things up and be more productive. Have you always been the guy that would get the, the you know, the, the group trip organized or get your friends organized to do things? Or is this something that suddenly has been your approach, your new approach? Or have you always been this way? Really... Not so much. Uh, in high school, at least, I was um, way more laid back and not really guided, very um, uncaring of where I ended up. But something, I don't really know how, but something in 2008 sort of seized upon um, my just wanting to accomplish more and more every day and just really seized by a sense of urgency in life. So. And I think that kind of led to these events and a lot of other stuff I got into at the time. Mm-hmm. And did you run it past your friends? Like, do you have a core group of friends that you, like, 
um, or somebody in your life that you bounce your ideas off of? Or did you just kind of take a leap of faith and put it out there on Facebook? It really was a leap of faith. I mean, I mean, I asked a couple people if they would be into it. They said that that would be pretty interesting, but um, mixed response. It wasn't <laughs> uh, because, I mean, you, there's no way to tell. I mean, I would not have been surprised at all if only like 200 people came, so it's hard to tell. The numbers you're pulling in are pretty impressive. And the funny part about it is there are corporations and businesses and uh, I'm sure entities downtown that would love to be able to pull those numbers in for some of the events that go on that, you know, they want to get people to the city. So have you been approached by people who are looking to to, um, to hire Rob Bliss to to be their, their uh, organizer? I, I many, many, many times get companies that want me to do my events say in their parking lot or in their building which for no pay or no compensation or no, oh. no trade-off or anything at all i get that all the time well that sounds ridiculous and for them to i mean it's it's a compliment on one hand that they're respecting the fact that you yeah. can bring in a crowd but um they need to put a little um a few greenbacks with the respect i think yeah, <laughs> yeah you yeah. shouldn't have to if you're going to work for free you might as well work for yourself that's kind of yeah. you know yeah we're not even a year out from that first event and i mean do you feel like this has changed the trajectory of your life um just by having these experiences all of this that I'm doing is really just relatively recreational and fun and not a massive long-term uh, project for me. I mean, I'll be doing more stuff, but it's not like something I see myself doing in, say, like 10 years, you know. But um, <laughs> but it puts me with good connections with people that I want to get in touch with um, when it comes to um, music and um, being able to show off and show to the right people. Um, music that I'm creating and such like that because that's really the long-term goal, I guess. And well, it sounds like that's really your niche as far as the art is concerned. Um, it's really your your you want to focus on your music. Um, and what kind of music are you producing right now? I like to call it really extremely catchy, fun pop music that's not mainstream FM radio pop music. I okay. Guess. What advice do you have for other people out there who are looking to? You know, maybe they're sitting in their town. They have this idea. How do you feel about other people in other cities want to want to do this too? Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 very grateful, and that's very cool. I would say some advice is um, some people that work in the, some of the same fields as I do, maybe in other cities, or do things that you could draw parallels to, work against uh, the community and try and you know sort of play a big joke on or um, you know not make fun of, but do things that are sort of going against, like, the police. Um, you have chosen a different approach where you go and you, you get permits and clearance from the powers that be. Is and Has that been pretty easy to do? It, it actually has, surprisingly. Um, I was, it's very, the city has been very receptive to what I've been doing. And did you consider, when you were first coming up with this idea, did you consider just doing something on Facebook and not going through official channels? When I did start, I actually did not um, go and uh, work with the city. Um, it wasn't until someone messaged me and was like, Hey, Ty Toffrey from the Office of Special Events, you need to go talk to him or else your event is probably going to be shut down. And then oh, I, was like, I see. Okay. And then I was like, All right. And so that's when I went and talked to him and got things squared away and things went a lot smoother. Well, people might think, Oh, you know, that's not as rebellious. Well, the thing is, though, you've been really smart about your approach because you're getting a lot of publicity yeah, ahead I mean, of time, which also helps get more people to the event. Exactly. I mean, if I did that zombie walk without um, publicizing it as much as possible, maybe a thousand people 
would have showed up, but because I did try and promote it as much as possible, I made it into a massive, massive event with a, with a huge amount of people. I mean, we were trying to break a world record, so, I mean, attendance was key. So um, because of getting the public involved, it was made to be a more ridiculous event and more crazy, and we were shutting down these downtown streets, and people were just flooding the whole city, and it was very more, it was much more exciting than, you know, rebelliously a thousand people show up and it's not nearly as intense, I guess. So, um, I, I prefer to go with the media and get more people involved because if I'm having fun, I don't see why someone else shouldn't as well. Um, is it expensive to do these things? I mean, do you have to have, I'm imagining that you have to have some kind of insurance? Yes, um, you do have to have insurance for all these events. Um, I have a, um, the Downtown Alliances who I work with the most closely. Um, they have a, they can sponsor me up to $1,000 um, and grant me that money because the events um, are exciting for downtown and because they bring people downtown. They're a nonprofit and that's their goal is to do exactly that, beautify the city, make it more interesting and bring people downtown. So because I do all those things, that's why I'm free to have up to $1,000, um, which does cover insurance policies and some expenses. A lot of times, though, um, uh, a lot of the future projects that I have um, are going to be a heck of a lot more costly. So I'm sort of at a weird crossroads trying to figure out what I need to do because my events are getting um, larger and more grand, I guess, as I go along with them. So I'm not sure how to take it now. Well, are you set up as a business or as a nonprofit or is it just kind of a, I mean, have you officially you know, registered what you're doing? No, it's really, it's still just, you know, no legal anything entity yet. nothing. And right now, I mean, you're not really, it's not like a profitable thing because you're volunteering your time and, you know, you're not, um, you're not able to, you know, quit everything else and say, I'm just going to be an event planner for the rest of my life, you know, yeah, so. I mean, yeah, for the most part, I mean, I, I'm, I mean, I'm starting to get into maybe selling t-shirts, but I mean, still, that's, it helps a bit, but it doesn't uh, really cover everything and all the hours spent, and all the time spent, you know, um, taking care and making this event happen. Yeah. Well, so um, what's next? What can we expect from you next? Well, um, see, the fun thing about this is that I do, um, and another advantage I have is that I keep almost everything I'm planning a secret. So, <laughs> so that is one thing, and people do kind of get excited about it because they don't talk about what I'm about to do. But um, I can say I have something happening on July 4th which will be a heck of a lot of fun, um, Independence Day. Have you heard about this art, uh, the, art competition? Yes, I, yeah, I definitely have heard about the art competition. And, um, yeah, they're calling it, um, what are they, they're calling it the Art Prize, Art Prize. Yep. And, um, yeah, and I wanted to talk to you about that because this is something that it's like probably one, you're probably uh, you know, loving this. The idea of having artists from all over the world converging Grand Rapids in October is pretty fantastic. Um, um, yeah, I'm extremely, extremely uh, excited about it. Um, I was watching um, the webcast when it happened online, and then I was like, oh, wow. And then I just ran. When I, it was being broadcast like 10 minutes from my house, so I just ran downtown and went and uh, met with the guy, Rick DeVos, and talked to him about the event. And, um, I, yeah, because I, I was really excited about it. I think this is e easily, and I felt almost a little bit challenged by it, not in terms of, like, intimidation, but, like, to try and push myself to do um, bigger and larger and events with a larger scope. And it was interesting, um, sort of the wording and stuff, like he was talking about how this event was just one big open-ended experiment and just like 
certain things that, uh, and he actually surprisingly, really surprised me, um, had known my name and what I was doing. And um, there's, I, it's definitely an interesting uh, situation, I guess, because I'm really uh, excited about this event. Um, I think it's going to be the biggest thing to happen in Grand Rapids, um, event-wise, for a long time. So. Um, I may, I, I think I'm even going to be competing in the event myself. Yeah, you know, it's for a $50 uh, entry fee. It it almost seems, and the prizes, I mean, the prize money is pretty fantastic. I mean, yeah. uh, was it a quarter of a million dollars for the top prize and yes. um, several other prizes? Um, you know, so if you're an artist, you almost can't afford not to compete in it, you know, because it's, exactly. it's going to be yeah. great. And so I think the biggest challenge for people who don't live here is going to be being able to commit to being in town. I think it's a 10-day commitment during this um, th- this competition. But, um, yeah, I think it's fantastic. And what a compliment to you to have the organizer know your name and, and know what you're doing. and Because um, yeah. essentially it's, it, it, you know, it's, it's on a, I mean, this is on an international scale, art prizes, um, and there's obviously a whole lot of money behind it. But when you boil it down, it's the exact same thing, you know, to what you're doing, you know, just bringing yeah. people together to do something creative. And um, so that's really, uh, you know, pretty fantastic. So are you thinking about doing something you're going to just compete in it. You're not going to have any kind of um, – will you have, like, a big experiment go on during that time? Because it sounds like that's one of the options. You can have some kind of um, performance art. Yep. Uh, it is, the the mediums are extremely open-ended for this thing. I actually talked to him and told him my idea, and he said it would be totally fine to do that. Um, so uh, I will be doing – I guess it will be called performance art. Um, it's – I'm really going to have to push myself and work uh, extremely hard um, all summer. I have to, it's pretty massive. Um, it involves a lot of different businesses, and there's just so many things that I'm going to have to do. It's a long process and getting a lot of yeses um, that will have to make it happen. Um, but I really think if I could pull it off, that it could be um, the biggest thing I've ever done and possibly one of the most um, exciting things. Uh, to happen this year, well, even if it's not acknowledged by um, Art Prize and the people that are looking at it. It is interesting, though, because, I mean, personally, I mean, this doesn't apply to me, um, but I feel like this is so cool that this event is happening in Grand Rapids, um, but it would be even cooler if by public vote, um, at least someone I would like to see, at least someone in Grand Rapids win at least one of the top ten prizes. Well. I'm not going to make you spill your idea here, but I am completely intrigued right around, right along with the rest of the people who follow what you do. But um, is this going to be a group thing, or are you going to try to do something by yourself? Yes, it, will, it would involve um, uh, hundreds of people in multiple locations would be the idea. Oh, awesome. It's, yeah, but it's, it's just really hard. Um, the businesses that all have to be cooperative, and I don't know, it'll be um, it'll be. I don't think anything has ever been attempted like I'm about to attempt in the world. And I so badly wish I could talk about it. It would be so nice. Um, (laughs) Well, you know, when the the time is right, you know, and you want to talk about it, um, you call me up and we'll we'll talk about it. And I'll put the word out. Is there a chance for, um, because the people who listen to the show are from all over the place, and normally the people who participate in your experiments are right here from West Michigan. But is what what you're going to do, will there be opportunities for people, um, if they come in to to participate in this uh, event, um, you know, if they want to come and be part of Art Prize? Could they be part of what you're doing, or are you going to be working with locals? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't impose that at all. I mean, it might be a little difficult to get it figured out. I mean, uh, I do all my stuff through Facebook, so if they were to join the Facebook group, uh, the Rob Bliss Urban Experiments is the title, um, 
on Facebook, um, which they can just Google search and find very easily. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, if they were to go through that, I mean, that's how it communicates to everyone. It would it wouldn't be difficult at all to get up to date and figure out what was happening and how to participate. Okay, so people aren't going to have to sign up in advance, like to be, um, or are they going to have? I mean, I'm just wondering how much organization has to happen if you're going to have to know how many people are in each spot, or if you're just going to tell people what the direction is and then they do do their thing. Yeah, it, it, it'll really be a lot of planning and direction on my side, but for the terms of the participants. Um, not so much. The big thing that I'm kind of worried about or thinking about is just like on the very, very minuscule chance that I want any prize at all, like how difficult it would be um, or to figure out, you know, splitting up of the prize or how, I mean, would I give money to the participants? If so, how much? Oh, how much? yeah, that is the one complication. If you win $250,000 with the help of hundreds of people or um, 250,000 people, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, does everyone get a dollar or what happens? Wait, well, what would that be like for you, though, to actually win an international award um, for what you're doing? I don't know. I think, I think there definitely is the possibility of this event. Um, winning that uh, because I feel like a lot of people are going to be doing, you know, very, very wonderful and gorgeous drawings indoors and, you know, um, you know, nice, pretty stuff. But I mean, I guess what I'll be attempting is extremely <laughs> grand and in the public's eye and just uh, huge. So um, I'm not really sure how or what people are going to do. I almost feel like people are going to try and start riots simply to get attention for this prize because of how much money it is. And I'll be curious to see how ridiculous people will get for this prize. Yeah, that's the part that's going to be really interesting because it's not like American Idol where everyone sings their song and then you vote, you know, and you watch that. Um, you're going to, as a voter, you have to actually go around and find the people, find the art. Um, I don't know if people are going to be campaigning in the streets <laughs> for votes, handing out pins or doing YouTube videos or what's going to happen. So you're thinking that if you do your art out in public, um, then, you know, you might have uh, you'll get some attention there, it sounds like. Yeah. And, and what's difficult um, is that my event will probably at most take up 10 minutes of time while um, uh, the event is, you know, it's supposed to be happening and showcased continuously for like a week to two weeks, you know, so uh, it's difficult. I'll have, I'm not really sure how to manage that, you know, like how to, I mean, it's a 10-minute event and this is uh, two weeks. So, uh, well, I'm sure with video, I'm sure yeah. you could record what was happening, maybe have a place where people can watch what happened. Yeah, um, so even something like that, though. Um, or, yeah, just like trying to figure out how I can best um, maximize that potential and ability. Yeah, so it sounds like you're kind of you're going to be preoccupied. Um, yeah. Hopefully, not co totally consumed. <laughs> You'll still be able to do, go to class and stuff. But um, yeah, so so you're working on that. I don't know if there's anything else that you know. I mean, are your parents like super creative people? I mean, is, are they surprised by what you're doing, or is this just um, a bit? I mean, they they were definitely. My dad's a music recording engineer. My mom uh, did play a lot of instruments and stuff as a kid, so a bit. Um, so um, they're, I would say they're just very uh, proud and happy. My mom has a super stereotypical uh, little uh, scrapbook of, like, articles about me and stuff. It's very funny. <laughs> so, yeah, so they're just they're very supportive, and they really uh, enjoy 
what's happening and are excited by it. I don't know if you have any advice for people or anything you'd like to say to kind of just, you know, encourage people who are kind of maybe they're that to that point where you were sitting in front of your computer thinking, man, I don't know if I should do this or not. Um, <laughs> anything you can say to nudge them forward? Um, really, just um, it's, it's pretty amazing how far these silly little things can get you. I can't tell you how many opportunities and experiences I've had that are just I am so extremely grateful and fortunate for it. Really, the world, when when you do things um, that just benefit your city and um, get, you know, lots of people involved, the city itself really just opens itself up to you completely, and it's it's beautiful. And there's really no, there's no repercussions, no negative things. I mean, the absolute worst that could happen was people didn't really dig it, and that was bad, and maybe you were kind of embarrassed. But, I mean, the best thing that could happen is that you have a whole city behind you and you have a huge following and it's just it's 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 phenomenal. You feel amazing every day and it's just a wonderful thing. So there's just no reason not to if you think you have something that you should totally just go for it because it's beautiful um when you do pull it off. And on the day of the event it feels like a million bucks. Okay, well that was a pretty short and sweet craft sanity interview, but I think that gives you at least a sense of what Rob is able to do in you know, in a pretty short amount of time using Facebook to get people mobilized. Okay, special thanks to Violette Clark and Carrie Ann O'Reilly for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Uh, Violette was a guest on Craft Sanity way back on episode number five. Yeah, I was still <laughs> trying to find my way as a podcaster, which seems to be a continual process. But anyway, um, it's great to have Violette support. Her book is fantastic. I did write about it on the blog a while back, and I'll, I'll put a link to what I wrote. I'm teaching an art journaling class, and I found her book really inspiring as I was guiding my class along. It's good for those of you who want to be like self-directed at home and don't have access to Violette in person. So check that out. You can find more information about her book at violette.ca. Uh, she also writes a blog that's really inspiring. So check that out too. Also, I want to point you to solohandmade.etsy.com. That's Carrie Ann's site where she sells a collection of handmade items for babies, kids, and adults. She makes all these items with fabric purchased from independent sellers, which is really cool. Just an FYI to those of you who enjoy aprons as much as I do, or even half as much as I do. I seem to be a bit fanatical about it. But uh, Carrie Ann makes sweet little aprons for little kids, and also she has a great collection for adults as well. So there's a little extra motivation for those apron enthusiasts out there to go check out her shop. Again, that's at solohandmade.etsy.com. Thanks again for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. If you would like to sponsor an upcoming show, you can find information on how to do that under the sponsors link on craftsanity.com. So um, we're going to have a lot of opportunities coming up as we get the show on a more regular schedule. And uh, listen to the after show and you'll hear all about why that's even going to be possible. And I'm trying to arrange a little giveaway. So check out craftsanity.com for links to both the sponsors and some information about um some possible giveaways. I do a lot of giveaways on craftsanity.com, so some are unrelated to the show. Occasionally I'll come I'll get opportunities to give away products or books and so just check it on a regular basis and it might pay off for you in the form of a new book or something else that's cool and crafty. Yeah, just check it out later this week and see what I hook up. Okay, I'm hoping to get back on track here with this podcast coming out on a more regular basis. I don't think you've said that often enough. Okay, well... Once a month when an episode comes out. Well, here's the thing. Some things have changed. T 
teasing to the after show. If you listen to the after show, you'll learn about oh, okay. things so I have guess changed. I'll tell you what has changed in the after show. The taskmaster is okay. 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 So he wants me to to tell you about Twitter. Mm-hmm. Craft Sanity is on Twitter. I do not tell you every time I am visiting the ladies' room or eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich because that would be continuous twittering. I usually. I Twitter anytime there's an update on my site and any of my websites that I run or if something art or craft related strikes my fancy. It's usually art and craft related. Twitter.com slash craft sanity. Yeah, you can sign up to follow me. And what I, I found a lot of cool people. People followed me. I try to follow them back. I need to catch up with that because there's a lot of cool people that have. But soon you will have more free time as we will hint again. To the after show. Okay, this is kind of mean. This is just how what's going on. No, oh. let's talk about the next thing. This is where this is why okay, I'm on. Okay, this today. is where you're actually on today. Okay, because something changed, and we have to change. If you're subscribed in iTunes, you should be fine. If you subscribe some other way, you're talking about people subscribing to the podcast. To the podcast, yes. If you go to craftsanity.com, I'll show you where to point your podcast catcher. But hopefully you're all in iTunes because that's the simplest way to go, and it should work just fine. Now, we didn't choose to do this. It's something being forced upon us by the man. Okay, I thought the reason I podcast was the man had no control of me. You will figure... I, I'm not going to let this... This is a little upsetting, though, to hear that the man is controlling what I'm doing. So everyone's going to be okay. You'll tell them what to do, mm-hmm. and they can figure it out. And the, the next part of our uh, show here is uh, my voice has always appeared on every, just about every show at the end. My, I have such a great voice too. It's just amazing. But okay, we're not going to do it this time because I'm just going to this one time I'm going to be on the show and we're going to have a poll on craftsandy.com. If you want me on the next show, it has to be more than fifty percent because we, we can afford to lose half the audience. We've, we've checked the numbers. <laughs> we can lose half the audience. We can and, afford to lose half yes. the audience. I don't think we can actually. But if if you find me annoying, <laughs> I'm not going to take it personal because I, I want to help the show. As you'll see why in a few minutes. But uh, so please take the poll. If you, if you do not want to hear me anymore, I won't take offense. Just vote craftsanity.com on this uh, so show does, notes. So just Jeff Haywood remain the Yeah, co-host. exactly. Okay. Now, now, the next thing, uh, I've always said this old thing that I recorded back in 2007, go to this website and vote for us. Well, uh, let's not do that. Let's do something a little bit different this time. If you go to craftsanity.com, that will give you a link to our iTunes page. You can give us a review there. So that's actually where most people go to get our show, and they'll see whether it's great. Maybe you mentioned me by name. Maybe. Okay, this is a bit much. No, I'm just I kidding. Think. No, but that would be good if you. Because if you, you realize we could draw a fire with you, this, you know. Yeah. I well, mean, yeah. anytime you say, "Tell me your opinion," because I, I, I am speaking to a very strong-willed and opinionated audience that I and I like that because that's that's what I'm like. So. Well, I'm not afraid of the truth. Okay. So if All right. we'll I'm take the to, I'm going to try too. to brace myself for this. Yeah. 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 Well, there's always room for improvement. Yeah. And this has been kind of a hobby of mine. Yeah. Until now. Yeah, well, not, things have changed. Yeah. Things have, have really changed. Okay. I think uh, we're set. We're gonna we're gonna try hard to have a show out next week. We're gonna we're, try really it'll hard. It'll be both of us letting you down this time. So yeah, it's not just my fault anymore. Mm. It's gonna be your fault too. And what's our next? Who's your next guest? Oh goodness. Um, Next week, I'm going to bring out, I think we'll release the, the Kafe Facet interview, and I recorded that when he was in Holland speaking recently, Holland, Michigan. I think people will really enjoy that. Okay, great. 
Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And Jennifer, thank you for letting me be part of the show. Oh, and did I just say that was an interview? Because that wasn't an interview. It was a lecture. He came. He came and gave a lecture here in town. So I didn't get to do my Craft Sandy thing, but it, it's definitely better than nothing. So okay. I just didn't want to misrepresent what it is. Okay, Jennifer, I okay. think that wraps up the show. See, and that's why you come the in. The dog marks the end of the show, except for the after show, of course. Right, so if you want to hear what changes happened in my life, it's not the change, ladies, so don't worry. I'm not having a problem early, but anyway. Um. It's not a problem. It's just a natural okay, problem. Okay, I'm not saying it's a problem. I'm just saying I'm 32, and I'm, that'd be ridiculous. You're alienating half the audience. Okay, then cut this part out. Consider it done. Okay. All right, so if you want to hear what's going on in my life, go ahead and stick around after the music plays. If you're not interested and you've had enough, I can't say I blame you. (laughs) And I'll never know that you've stopped listening. So in the meantime, Craft Sanity, my friends, it works for me. Okay, there's a bee in our house. Is that a bee? That's a, there are a lot of bees in our house. Why don't you give the after show and I will kill the bee? Okay, don't kill it. Just open the door and like, let it go out. Sure, you bet. Okay, so so you're not going to be a part of the after show? I'm here. They can hear me. Okay, so after, oh, I would say years of going to work every day with an invisible parachute on my back, Dreaming of the day when I would be independent and on my own and no longer working for the man. I've set a date, folks. As of July 1st, I'm going to uh, switch my career from... I I was full-time when I started this podcast, then I went to part-time, and now I am going to go freelance. So it's very scary. Which is kind of worrying, because when you were full-time, you did a show every week, and then you went part-time, and you did a show, like, every month. So this is, like, the last episode, then, huh? No, it is not the last episode. And that's not entirely true. Okay. But I kind of have, since I started the podcast, I've started to value sleep, which has been a problem in the past. I have not slept very much. Um, basically, I just, I got to a point where I'm like, okay, it's time, it's time to do this. And, well, you know, the financial security of... Having a job that you you know exactly how much you're going to get every week, there is definitely some security in that. However, we're journalists, so there isn't really a whole lot of security anymore in what we're doing. So my thought was that I would just, this was a good time to break away. Uh, I want to do more on Craft Sanity, and um, I'd like to write that book I've been putting off for a long time. I actually have several book ideas. It's kind of ridiculous. So I'm going to have to sit down and think about which one I want to do first. And haven't decided if I'll do self-publishing or, you know, go the um, more traditional route. But uh, don't hurt yourself, Jeff. He's trying to kill a, a bee. Oh, goodness. So basically, I'm, I'm, finally, I'm finally going to do this. So I, I think that um, after I get over the initial shock of, Not having to be, uh, you know, (laughs) get in my car and go sit at a desk. You know, we'll see how long it takes for me to to kind of build that momentum. I want to rediscover the the surface of the dining room table so I can, uh, you know, kind of feed my family there. But uh, the big thing is I I think there's a lot of projects out there that I want to do. There's things I want to make. There's, you know, I want to do a documentary. I want to do all kinds of exciting things. And uh, we'll see see if how... uh, challenging 
it's going to be to pull all this stuff off. Now, if you have any you know, input, anything you want me to know as we're kind of trying to set a new course, and it won't be dramatically different. It's the $5 per show up charge. No, 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 no. This show will, will remain free. So, but yeah, we're definitely looking for advertising support, probably now more than ever. But I, I'm hoping that the quality the sponsors qu- at craftsanity.com. Okay, that was so so. Um, yeah, I don't really like to ask people for money though. That's. I guess I'm going to have to get more comfortable with that. <laughs> so, so anyway, that's my news, and I'm hoping to teach more classes. Teaching an art journaling class, and it's kind of funny. It's called Art Journaling, A Path to Self-Discovery. And so I announced to my class this week that I was finally going to go on my own path, you know, and do the thing I think I've always wanted to do. Okay, well, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to get back to uh, reorganize my uh, craft supplies here. This is a continuous, never-ending process, but I'm going to just keep working on my plan, my battle plan for it to be implemented in July. So you guys have a great day, and I'll be back soon.